HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by greatbrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. You're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org, a nonprofit member-supported radio station. We're millions strong, with folks tuning in from over 200 countries. We are education. We are entertainment. We are the future of food. May is our membership drive. Become a member and support us while receiving e-newsletters, advanced invites, special discounts, and a membership card. We need your support. Visit our website and click the donate button to become a member today. Thank you for believing in us and enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's May 28th, 2013. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 in the Good Beer Seal. Thanks for our sponsor, greatbrewers.com. And hey, we're going to be talking about Philly Beer Work and Savor, uh, the event coming to New York City. I'm here with Jen Swartman from Blind Tiger. Hey, Jen, how are you? Hey, Jimmy. I'm I'm great. And Josh Bernstein, our, our favorite beer author who's got a great app out. And uh, we'll be talking about Philly Beer Week and Savor. All right, guys, welcome to the show. And cheers. We're drinking the Peekskill Eastern Standard IPA. Cheers. It's one Indeed. of my great beer. beers. All right. Yeah. yeah, one of my favorite new beers on the East Coast right now. Yeah, definitely one of the best uh, regular IPAs around that we can get super fresh. It is super fresh. Mm-hmm. Well, Jen, you know, um, I know you're moving to the West Coast. Yeah. But uh, tell us what you're doing because you, you've been a, a bartender here in New York a long time. But you go way back. You have roots in People uh, keep asking me, what Colorado are you going to do? Colorado and California. And my answer is, I'm going to bartend. <laughs> so I'm keeping that up, but um, definitely also keeping up the beer thing. I'm going to go, um, well... The catalyst is a guy guy named Jeff Bagby, who is spinning out of his history uh, overseeing a lot of brewing operations for the pizza ports, and he and his wife are going to open up their own brew pub in Oceanside in an old car dealership that they are converting as we speak, and they're hoping to be open later fall, so my hope is to beat them to it so I can be there and avail myself to them, But um, and then I'll probably end up bartending at a beer bar or a brewery or something in there as well. Like is that I'm open. near San Diego? Where is it? Oceanside is a North County, so oh, yeah. up the coast, just north of Carlsbad. So um, it's, yeah, but the place is like three blocks from the water. And I plan to live coastally myself somewhere between 
uh, that point and San Diego proper and uh, see that market in action. There's so much beer down there and great beer. And sunny weather. <laughs> and gorgeous weather. I mean, you know, can't get around that. So. I'm just I'm just digging this Peak Scale Eastern Standard. Oh, IPA. it's so good. That's all I can do today. <laughs> it is my favorite beer. I have to say, this is my new favorite beer. And uh, it's a I, bold I like, statement. Well, in New York, it, it, you find it at some choice locations. There's the Reynards at the Hotel Wife um, here at Roberta's, and it's nice to see such a good beer on on tap. And mm. Oh, they do places, a good job you know. here. They always yeah. have a good. So, list. Josh, what's going on? You, you got you going down to Philly Beer Week? Yeah, I'm heading down to Philly Beer Week this weekend. I figured, you know, it's been a couple of years since I've been back to Philly, and we're only you know a couple hours away, and so it just makes sense to go down and really, and really get a ground's eye view of what's happening in the local beer scene. It, it's amazing if you stay away from a city for about a year now. I mean, things can just totally switch around and change, and so if you don't continue to revisit all these markets, it's really tough to to stay Keep abreast. Up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we were just in Connecticut this weekend, and I mean, it's like just the number of new breweries you had to go check out, like Back East Brewing, Two Roads Brewing, and just all the new stuff That's from New England Brewing. all over the country. It's everywhere. It and happens I mean, in Denver. I asked the guys, like, how many, you know, I was asking them in the fall, how many breweries are there? And they can't answer. They're like, what day is it? What what calendar day? <laughs> Somebody's supposed to open next week. So It was funny for Great American Beer Festival. I think I had, I had more fun a lot of times going around and just checking out all the new breweries that were there. And it was just a really nice way to go see the city. Got on one of the, uh, the, the, they have the bike system out there. We can mm-hmm. rent the bike and just go travel around. And it was a really fantastic way to experience Denver. But every city is going through it, too, you know, right now mm-hmm. with beer bars and beer. You know, breweries. And what are some of the highlights of, of Philly? I mean, I know they have the opening party that they probably already had, and um, there's that great collaboration beer they did with uh, De La Sen, and we're going to talk to uh, Chris Wilson from Weibacher a little bit. Um, I think I think for me, what I like about Philly is just it's such a fantastic bar city. It really has some of the some of the best craft beer bars in the country. They've been doing it for a really long time. Thanks like, to Tom. Tom, yeah, yeah. With the monks down there is really terrific, and you're seeing in at Northern Liberty's Fishtown just all these in, great bars blossoming. Uh, Johnny Brenda's Craftwork, and so my favorite thing really to do is go around Philly and just you know drink and eat as much as I can. It sounds like fun. When I went two years ago, I think we hit like Benelux. We hit. Um, Gosh, there's so many good places that we went to. We went to Monk's Cafe, Devil's Den. Um, any others that you're looking forward to going to? Yeah, what are your favorites, Josh? Oh, my gosh. Well, I think I mentioned Johnny Brenda's has always been a good a good favorite to go to. Um, yeah, craft work. They just do good beer and great food mixed together. A lot of really good hearty, meaty stuff. Oh, gosh. I'm inter- McGlinchey's and... In, uh, in Center City area is a favorite dive bar, the type of place where you get hot dogs for a buck and like beers are really weird prices, like three eighty five a pint and lots of crotchety old man at the bar, but it's just but great craft beer and that's the thing about it. You would think dive bar, but really it's just terrific drinking. Yeah, they've taken it to another level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean it's an accessible city, you know. I think you can you can jump on a bus from New York, be there in two hours, spend all day, hit five or six bars and come back that night. Yeah. Cheap you know. buses running all the time. So, yeah. yeah, there's no excuse. Well, Philly, all right. And then Saver is coming to New York in June. And, Josh, I know you're, you're with your app. Tell us about your, your craft beer app. Oh, yeah, you. no problem. It's uh, called Craft Beer New York, and kind of the idea behind it is that New York City, we'll say 10 years ago, you knew where the good beer bars were in New York City. I mean, there were a few out there, and they were repeated kind of verbatim over and over and over again. And nowadays, you're watching, but New York City doesn't really stay down for very long. New York City, when it gets behind in any sector, it really thinks to itself – how can I do better? How can I make this better? How can I be the best in the country? So you're watching right now is kind of this hyperspeed evolution of New York City's craft beer well, scene. Like what we were saying about every yeah. city, but it's New York. So you, you're it's gonna multiplicative. See, yeah, and you're going to see people coming in with big, giant projects, 
costly projects, projects that, you know, the ambition is there. And that I think the city brings out the best ambition possible. And so what the app is, it's just, it goes back to the thing, where do you go for a great beer nowadays? And I mean, you don't have to just make a pilgrimage. You can have great beer crawls in Queens. You can have a great beer crawl down in, let's see, from like Red Hook to Park Slope. Then you could go up at Carroll Gardens. I mean, Bronx, fantastic bars everywhere. So the whole idea behind this is to give people the tools in their hand to really figure out where they're going to go without having to turn to Yelp and sift through a million different reviews. So it's a very curated app in the sense where the beer bars and breweries and ball shops are on there. I've been to, written about, I do all the reviews myself with a little bit. My friend Chris Leary, Chris O'Leary from uh, Brew York does a few of them as well. And the idea is you don't really have to ever drink a bad beer in town. And so the app is updated with new bars, new breweries, new ball shops as they roll into the city. So it's not a static app in the sense where it's a dead document, but it's going to be continually living and evolving. And as new deals come in, I roll them into the app. And so I try to make it as... Um, you know, easy to get a great craft beer in the city as possible. So for, for Saver, you're going to have some specials and discounts and, you know, s- suggested, uh, you know, events. Oh, yeah, totally. We're going to roll in some... Uh, visiting New York. Yeah, beer deals for Saver. We're going to have a ton of, like, dollar-off discounts, I think, with good beer still working together to have a lot of great things coming in. And also, it's going to be for people that are coming into New York City. I mean, we're going to have all the best events that are happening in town. It's just... I think oftentimes it's really tough to sit there and sift through all what's happening in this town, and there's a lot of noise out there. So with the Craft Beer app, I try to just make it as as easy as possible to find the best of what's happening in the city. And that's what I'm able to do, because you're having all these people coming to town, and it, it's really amazing. Just I, People are always like, what bar should I go to in the city? What bar should I do in this? And I've answered this question a million times over the last 10 years, and so with this way I can finally be like, here's my entire brain put in smartphone form. Josh, and this, updated this is a real question. How do, I, how do I download an app? How do you download an app? Oh my gosh, Jimmy. <laughs> How do you download okay, the app? Laughing. Joe's Jimmy. laughing. There's, Bree's laughing. Yeah, there's, little, laughing. there's little elves that run around out there, and then you just punch it into your phone. You have a BlackBerry, don't you, Jimmy? Yeah, but I don't do that stuff. What do you mean you don't do that stuff? You just rely on us? I just go to my good Brazil bars and drink all the <laughs> He'll help you after yeah. the show try you to download go, it. You go to the Android store and you go to the iPhone So I go store. to a store and then I can buy your app. But yep, it's free, your so you don't, you're not it's buying not free. it. It's not free. It's $1.99. Oh, oops. I know. But you know what's crazy about it? It is. It's a dollar ninety nine. It's been it's two bucks. It is two bucks. Be the interesting. It's just everything on the internet nowadays is free. So there's a lot of pushback from people. They're like two dollars. I don't want to pay two dollars for that. But and I have to sit there and you know be like, but I wrote everything and this. You're getting this constantly updated document for two bucks. And they're like, but it's two dollars as they order a nine dollar beer. So if I'm coming to New York for Saver and I want to know where to go, so I have to buy your app first. Yes. Right. And that then you're going to list all the cool things going on. Indeed. That would be perfect, Jimmy. You know, there's some really cool things happening for Saver. I'll tell you that. It's Leading savor, up to it, by the way. It's, it's not... Like savory. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I didn't want to correct you very much, I, Jimmy. I but. really have wanted to ever since you started talking, so I had to. I'm That's sorry. That's why I like it, Jim. <laughs> That's why. But, um, okay, so I know on Tuesday, June 11th, um, we're hosting with Beer Nation Show the, the launch of the, of the Beer Hunter movie. Um, by uh, John Richards. Michael Jackson, right? Yeah, it's about... It's, it's the, it's, so it's kind of like before Michael Jackson, the great beer writer, died, this guy John was filming him because they were, they were, they were going to make a documentary about him and then he died. And it took him a number of years to raise the money and between the footage he had shot with Michael and going back uh, to some old footage from BBC... Um, he's put together the movie, and it's finally out. Great. And uh, we're doing the New York City premiere. It's going to be June 11th at a great theater downtown, Anthology Film Archives. Steve Hindi from Brooklyn Brewery will be speaking. Um, 
Uh, Tom Acatelli, who's written the, the great new book, Audacity mm-hmm. of Hops, will be there. He had a it's nice, terrific, yeah. great chapter about Michael Jackson in the early 70s and 80s in American Craft Yeah, it's beer. about time there was a movie, you know, so more people can know about him. Yeah, and our good friend John Hall is now the editor of All About Beer. He'll be there, mm-hmm. too. So it's a nice little lineup, and there'll be some uh, beers from Brooklyn Brewery and uh, Van Bergen de Wolf. Uh, some, I, I asked them, I said, what are, what are Michael Jackson's favorite beers, were his favorite beers? And they said it's impolitic, imp- and I understand what they're saying because, you know, the different people are repping different beers, and but he can't vouch for himself right now. Yeah, but but definitely <laughs> yeah. Wendy Wendy at a Van Buren Wolf said that he, he he did like his saison de Pont, which isn't we all it, knew. It's an interesting question for beer writers and bartenders, like what's your favorite beer? Oh, because, people ask it all the time. All the time, and you know, it's kind of like saying what's your favorite child on there. I mean, it's hard to say it because I mean, you have very many favorite beers for the moment for the occasion. And I start talking more in terms of some favorite breweries that uh-huh. never let me down, you know, who are really consistently great. Like, and I will start talking about that. But even within those, you know, breweries to pick favorites is just to what mood am I in? Mm. You know, that's so part what of it. breweries have never let you down. I don't know. Oh, yeah. well, you know, <laughs> there are a lot of them, honestly. I feel like it's something to do with the governor of Colorado. <laughs> no, Wing Coop has let me down. Has I'm it? sorry, Wincoop. But yeah, over the years, they never had the greatest beer. They've gotten much better over the, you know, more the recently. Couple of years, yeah. But um, they were more of a destination. It was an amazing place where you had all your, you sent all your friends in from out of town to see the place and be part of that community. So it was a great community bar. And it brewed beer, but the beer was never the best beer in Colorado. You went there to play shuffleboard with your friends. Yeah. You know, it was like, it was beautiful. So there are different reasons why you love beer bars and breweries and, Honestly, the beer wasn't the reason back then, although in the last handful of years, it's gotten way more consistently mm. better, and it's ha- I'm happy to see that, because I've always loved the place, but Spe- other breweries are the ones who've never let me down. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, I hope that people do get to turn out and see the, the Michael Jackson movie, the Beer Hunter yeah. movie, and um, I, I looked through my, one of my old, one of his old books, um, and I know there was beers like he always mentioned things like Duvel and, and Saison de Pont. So when he was first writing, of course, it was kind of like I think he was the, the only guy that that was mm-hmm. keeping track of the great beers that are out there. And I know that yeah. many of those beers were at risk of uh, not dis, yeah discontinued. You know, so yeah. it's so. pretty. I'm just saying, guys, come out, check it out. It's a beer hunter movie. It's a June June 11th at Anthology Film Archives. Go to goodbrewseal.com. The ticket's $10. It includes beer and some Coach Farm cheese and some Martin's pretzels. It's kind of a great deal. but it's, it's And I think John Richards is coming all the way from uh, Idaho. Oh, great. So it's, it's going to be a good Idaho. Night. And then, Josh, what, what beer are we drinking before we go to our break? And uh, Jimmy's cup is empty, and he's been itching for yes. this yeah, for a few like seconds. Yeah, he's now. I'm getting so, my energy back. Smutty Nose <laughs> has been doing this really amazing series called Short Batch, where they do lots of really terrific new innovative beers people think of my nose they think of like the ipa they think the old brown dog beer has been around for a while but they're really an innovative interesting brewery and this is a thing to really remind people about that and so this one is luna moth which is their hoppy saison done with el dorado hops which is going to be like a tropical jolly rancherish fruitiness in there but you said it's low woo. alcohol right uh i think hoppy saison oh, oh i'm sorry i thought you said oh I Let's go, before. Josh. Come on. Yeah. Got, I they, think I was lying Maggie, to Maggie, drink it. Joe, there's Brie. Everyone's like, we want to try the beer, too. So, hey, we're all gonna, just going to take a short break. We'll, we'll taste this new beer, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right.
You're listening to Leaving by Dead Stars on the Heritage Radio Network.org. Keep it locked for Beer Sessions Radio, everyone. Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni, and our podcast is brought to you by GreatBrewers.com, a comprehensive website aimed at bringing the beer community together at GreatBrewers.com. It's all about the brewers. All right, here we are. i got Josh Bernstein, hey, Ken hey. Swerman. We're here in New York Hello. City. And our calling guest, it's uh, Chris Wilson, the head brewer at Weyerbacher Brewing Company. And he's calling in to discuss the collaboration beer uh, that they're make, they made for Philly Beer Week. Chris, Hi, Chris. welcome to the show. Ah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Chris, it's, it, it sounds like Philly Beer Week's really cool. Uh, we just had the Heresy at Jimmy's number 43. It was a rockin' beer. So thanks so much, man. Uh, thanks. We try. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I read a little backstory on this uh, collaboration beer. So what happened? You guys actually let a, a consumer pick the brewery you would collaborate with? Is that what happened? Uh, like that's that. not quite the way it works. <laughs> the uh, the brewery is selected through uh, Philly Beer's, uh, Beer Week, rather. Um, and the consumer picks me. Uh, they actually they vote on a brewer uh, that they would like to go to Belgium with and uh, and brew a beer. Uh, so I was lucky enough to have uh, Matt Hohorse uh, uh, pick me, and uh, we got to go and brew in uh, in February. Wow! Oh, so you went to Brussels? Oh yes. Yeah, uh, great. Yep. And so Matt, the the consumer, Matt got to go with you. Yes, he did. Yeah, he went for the uh, the whole trip. It was uh, it was uh, quite a bit of fun. Yep. And that's a really nice facility, Brasser de la Seine. Yvonne has done a great thing building uh, that place. Indeed, yeah. He's a he's a small brewer in a in a big warehouse, but uh, he's got he's lots got of room uh, lined up for the future. So yeah. good. Well, so what did you brew? Uh, we brewed a uh, a Belgian style double, uh, which is kind of a. Uh, medium strength uh, malty beer. Um, of course, it's going to have that fruitiness from the Belgian character. Um, but to put a little bit of a twist on it, we we tried to tie in some Pennsylvania uh, roots. So uh, we had a little in- inspiration from a shoe fly pie, which uh, uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's really a lot of molasses, a lot of sugar, uh, some brown sugar, and some uh, you know, and like a nice crust. So. To mimic that, we put in some uh, molasses. Uh, it's like a dark, you know, super sugary, um, you know, some dark fruit flavors in it. Fermentable. And then, um, and then put in uh, a good bit of oats to kind of mimic that crusty flavor. Mm. So it won't it won't taste like a shoe fly pie, but it's inspired by shoe fly pie. So it's got a bit of a little bit of uh, interesting sweetness to it. But uh, Avon's beers are all uh, quite balanced, so this is a, it's a nice. So. Uh, mm. It has a nice bit of bitterness to it as well. So, but does that molasses sugar does that ferment out? Yep, it's uh, just reg- it's just like regular sugar. It's actually a byproduct of um, making sugar. Right. The molasses just... is just that. You know, the it has a lot of impurities, which give it to the, the distinct color and flavor. Sure. All right. Hey, um, Chris, tell us more about Philly Beer Week, and uh, you know, what, what are you guys doing at Waterbarker, and what are the, some of the, the choice events that are still coming up this week? Um, well, we have a ton of events. I think there's over uh, a thousand uh, events this year, which is a, a record, I believe. Um, but we, in particular, have um, I don't know, maybe it feels like thirty or forty. Um, but uh, on on Friday, we always kick it off at Jose Pistola's uh, for a little uh, Firkin lunch that starts around noon. 
so we'll have a firkin of something interesting. Um, and then, of course, we'll be at uh, opening tap on Friday, uh, which I think uh, tickets are available for that uh, right now. Um, and then we'll always finish off at uh, Philly Barn Restaurant on Friday. So uh, nice. that's just the first day. <laughs> All right. Hey, Chris, how did, how did you uh, tell us your whole process? You started as a brewer. Did you start working in bars? How did you get involved in this industry? Oh, that's, that's a long story, but I'll, I'll give you the, the short uh, We short have time. You can tell us the long story. Come on. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> well, uh, uh, I have a degree in physics, um, and I graduated from Appalachian State in, uh, in Boone, North Carolina. That was in 96, and then I moved through uh, some – science jobs and at the Naval Research Lab in D.C., and then uh, moved out to California with my uh, then, uh, she was fiancé at that point, and uh, we, uh, you know, I got a job doing liquor crystal displays and selling optics and things like that, uh, like lenses and mirrors for a semiconductor. It's all very uh, boring. <laughs> uh, but I did that, did that for a few years, but um, when the tech bubble you know, popped, I lost my job, and I was unemployed for a year, and yeah, I was living in Southern California making unemployment, which is really uh, low in, in California. And the best way to so, see those things is with a little beer, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I, I, I was making a real effort to find a job. I just couldn't, so I told my wife one day, I'm like, I'm just going to go do something I like. At least I won't be sitting on my butt. And uh, she's like, okay. And I went, and I was making $7 an hour doing, you know, heavy grunt work at a, at a brewery in uh, Southern California Which called uh, Bayhawk. <laughs> I'm sorry? I've never heard of them. Uh, Bayhawk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, they're mostly local. They do sell okay. in a few other states, but it's, um, they do a lot of... Uh, that was this guy, uh, David Hasselhoff. Um, he was involved with in that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's laughing. No, Baywatch? It's not very funny. Who, who watched Baywatch? Okay. <laughs> nice try, Jimmy. Okay, keep going. So, um, yeah, so you got so you were cleaning kegs and doing all the stuff that yes. a guy just Chris, does just so you know, learn. I'm going to try all my bad jokes on you today. So after you were in the Navy, then you uh, were out of work and you decided to, to do <laughs> beer, not bombs, right? He wasn't so, You've, you haven't been I'm listening, really have you? He is, he's a science background, which I'm thrilled to hear about because I feel like the best brewers often come from some sort of science background because this is scientific art or artistic mm-hmm. science or something. So it's a great story. So anyway, so you ended up doing your grunt work, but then how'd you move up from there? Um, well, actually, they uh, had me uh, started having me brew relatively quickly there. Um, so that was probably, yeah, within actually a few weeks, I was, I was brewing some beer there. Uh, and then, uh, they were kind of desperate for labor. So within a few months I was brewing on my own, uh, you know, the, doing the night shift. Uh, so it was a good way of getting, you know, some, getting a little, uh, uh, experience, you know, real world experience doing some work. Yeah. And I, I loved it. It was, it wasn't even just the, uh, you know, the fact that I was getting paid, I, I liked, I liked the physical aspect of it, you know, where my job in the past had been, uh, you know, sitting at a desk and uh, getting wider. A lot of think- <laughs> thinking <laughs> yeah. and not a lot of activity. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're, earlier in the show we are talking about, I mean, beer, it's almost like you could, it's like beer tourism and this beer industry. It's kind of like it, it, it's getting people back to their roots, you know. It's like I've been going up the Hudson Valley a lot this the last month and, 
you know, it's like in every town there's a, there's a new brewery. You know, I was at Newburgh Brewing, and, and there's Keegan's and Kingston. I mean, this is in the New York area, but alone. But it's like it represents so much, you know. So it's like it's something that's worthwhile, right? And uh, you're feeling challenged, you know. But it's also like people really like it. So um, I can see how you were. You're probably feeling really satisfied, aren't you, being a, a brewer? Well, it's also the story of every brewer, I think. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt, but um, where... You know, you hear, you t- listen to everyone's story of how they got there, and they're all very different. And yet, the common thread is usually that at some point they realize, my God, I'm kind of in love with this process, and I want to keep doing this, and this is what's motivating me. And so, whatever it takes to get to that moment, that's how we've come up with, that's how we found so many brewers out there who are providing us with great beer. Yeah, brewing seems to be one of these classic second. You know, second career professions where you know you're doing your job, you don't care about, but brewing's where you do on the weekends, and the weekends become weekdays, and the weekdays, you know, it takes over. So, and then you're like, how can I make this my job? And then you take those steps, take those next steps, and that's why you're seeing such a big flowering right now in the country. Of I think 2,500 plus breweries, another 1,300, 1,400 in planning. I mean, you're seeing a lot of people living out their dreams right now. Yeah, and a lot of them haven't been employed really for the mm. last couple of years and that might be part of why there's this boom mm-hmm. because a lot of people were hitting a crossroads where they had to figure out just like you did years ago a lot of people are in the same position where their job their job ends and then they've got to figure out what's next yeah i think it's a real world uh question where you know you ask yourself you think you want to do this thing you love but can you can you change from a professional job where you may be making you know, seventy thousand, eighty thousand sure. dollars a year to one where you're making thirty, or if you're lucky, you know. If you're lucky, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think a lot of people realize that what they love is money. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, some people go back and they do their professional job, but the guys that really are into brewing, who enjoy the uh, that combination of uh, science and art, um, you know, they're, they're the guys that stick with it, and they're the ones who find a way. Yeah. And the thing that's interesting to me is just that. You know, oftentimes when you're working really hard hours, long, hot, sweaty, physical, arduous hours, but oftentimes in the beer industry, people think that it's beer, so you're obviously not working very hard <laughs> because everything is just, you know, you know, IPAs at sunset and not like the hard physical labor that goes into that. Have you found any misconceptions you've had to overcome with people when you switch careers? Um, yeah, you know, some family, you know, that don't understand why I would have, you know, given it up. Um you know, most of my friends are, um, you know, just been very supportive. You know, sometimes it's hard to convince your uh, your your parents uh, when they helped you pay for your your college career uh, to uh, <laughs> yes switch it up and go uh, do a blue collar job. Hey, but, I'm a bartender, you know. so well, you know, I've been through that one. <laughs> and Chris, you know, if you just had a trust fund, then you would have said I can do whatever I want anyway. So. I don't know. Yeah. We're going in a weird direction, but... But no, when did you move back to the East Coast? I want to know when you you came back to the East Coast. Uh, That was in uh, 2004. Uh, My wife's actually from New Jersey, and that's what brought us back here. So, uh, you know, I just ended up um, looking through the phone book, uh, essentially, and made an alphabetical list of uh, all the breweries in the area and said, hey, let's, let's go, and I started calling. I got uh, Bethlehem Brewworks, and I spoke with uh, Jeff Fegley there, uh, who's the owner, and he's like, well, we're not hiring, but Weyerbacher is. Give them a call. So the uh, rest go. is history from there. <laughs> I was going to say, it's pretty far down the uh, the alphabet right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I got pretty lucky. Both times I made it to B. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. B. 
Baywatch. <laughs> David Hassel. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait. Do you have any good beers? Or, um, for Wybucker, do you have any beers coming up uh, this spring, summer, interest, or excited to be excited you want to talk about? Yeah, well, for uh, Philly uh, Beer Week, we have uh, Aquila, which is, uh, or Aquila, I should say. <laughs> I call it Aquila, but it's, uh, it's uh, the constellation. It's named after a constellation, and that's going to be a, uh, a saison or a farmhouse with a real strong American hop aroma. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use some toasted wheat and some rye in it, so it's got a real nice, interesting malt uh, character to it as well. Um, but uh, pretty bitter, and definitely has a. It's definitely American in its uh, in mm-hmm. its hop aroma. So I'm pretty excited about that one. And then we have uh, Veritas Lupulus, which is a um, another IPA, uh, which we. It's unfiltered. It's been in the tank for a very long time, so uh, we're ready to, for that to come out. That'll come out uh, next week or so. Uh, that's made with Apollo, Calypso, Galaxy, and Centennial hops, and it's just a uh, true hop experience. I'm definitely a fan of your hoppy beers. Those are always my favorites of what you've done. Yeah, double Simcoe. Yeah. Well, thanks. Great. Chris, how long have you been the brewer at Weibarker? Uh, since, uh, well, I started at, and when I started in 2004, I was one of two brewers and let's, if I can't remember exactly, but let's say head brewer by 2006. So, so going all, on, all the beers uh, we like from Weyerbacher. Totally Weyerbacher and, uh, nice. uh, seven or so is head brewer. Cool, man. Hey, uh, Josh just popped a beer. What are we drinking, Josh? Jimmy maybe bring all the beers tonight, actually. <laughs> Uh, right, right now we're drinking the. Uh, Thanks, Josh. No problem, everybody. The Deschutes uh, Great Lakes collaboration. Uh, there's been a series going on. A lot of the brewers, a class of '88, so both of them have been around for 25 years. So this collaboration beer is the Imperial Smoke Porter, and Great Lakes has really done this really amazing um, Edmund Fitzgerald Porter for a number of years. And Deschutes is known for his black but or black butte. Black Butte. Black Butte, I know. One of my favorites. Beautiful. (laughs) All right. Hey, Chris, thanks so much for calling in. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back with Adam Dulia and talk about Savor. All right. Savor. You're listening to Kill Me in the Summertime by Dead Stars on the HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Keep it locked for more Beer Sessions Radio, everyone. So, you like good beer. Whether you're a craft beer pro or just on your first sip of an IPA, GreatBrewers.com is your number one beer resource on the internet. GreatBrewers.com bridges the gap between the world's great brewers and the consumers who enjoy their products. With so much information and misinformation out there, GreatBrewers.com focuses on education and leaves no stone unturned. Take the Great Beer Test on their website and browse through an extensive product catalog. Download their mobile beer cloud app, which includes a GPS beer finder, a beer sommelier, and descriptions for over 5,000 different brews. What are you waiting for? Back up that passion for craft beer with some solid information and education. Visit greatbrewers.com today. Hey, 
Hey, welcome back to Beer Session 3. <laughs> We're at Roberta's in, in Bushwick in Brooklyn. And Jen, how, what is that event? It's called Saver? Yes, Jimmy. It's called Saver. <laughs> we can talk about it all day because it's, it's S-A-V-O-R. We, know we, we can't talk that long about one word. Savoir. Why don't oh. we just try that oh. one? Savoir Fair, Savoir Magazine. But you know, we're excited. This, this Beer event's Fest. coming to New York, and everybody's really excited. <laughs> yeah, about for it. the first time. And Josh's Craft Craft Beer New York app, right? Yeah, going to make magic happen. And you're everybody. talking about that and good Brazil yeah, this, bars, and we've got Long Island, some Long Island breweries are coming to the city is, to do some special a, events. This is yeah. a big event. This is like the third event that the Brewers Association puts on. They do the Great American Beer Festival, which is huge beer festival mm-hmm. for the public. They do the Craft Brewers Conference, which is really for the brewers. And then they do Savor. And I don't know how many years they've been doing it, but it's always been in Washington, D.C. And so because the Craft Brewers Conference was actually in Washington, D.C. this year, they decided to just spin it out and try it in New York as just a one-off time. And mm-hmm. and uh, so it's a really, uh, I think it's going to be a once, you know, one-time deal. So I said there's some really cool things happening, too. Also, our friends uh, Sam Merritt and this crazy guy from uh, San Francisco, Rich, who's a master uh, Cicerone, they're going to do a pre-saver, like, kind of boot camp, how to taste beer. Sure, there are lots. There are going to yeah. be so many events going on in New York as a result because the deal with Saver is that in order to pour the beer, the brewer's present. So it's not every single brewer. I think it's, a, what, like 75? 76. 76 breweries participate. They put themselves in a lottery if they want to participate. And uh, and so it's sort of a, you know a, a different group every year. But it's an, a small group, and yet the brewer is there pouring his beer for the public, and then it's about food. And what makes this one different is the fact that there is a chef who is, you know, thoughtfully put together pairings so that you are constantly like Jen, trying beer with guess food. we have on he just huh. called in surprise, uh, surprise we have adam dulia who is the chef this year for the this saver saver adam are you on the line i am good to meet you adam tell us about uh the some of the pairings you've coordinated you're you're from you're the chef owner of the monk's kettle and the abbott cellar in san francisco and you're a consultant to the brewers association so uh, tell us about some of the, your favorite beer and food pairings that you've set up. Uh, absolutely. So what we try and do in, with Saver is we take the beers that the 76 breweries send in, and then we write a menu around what flavor profiles the brewers want to have highlighted. So the menu changes every year that we do this, as do the beers, uh, and also as the trends continue, what want to be highlighted. A couple things we're really excited about this year uh, are with some of the beers that are there, we're going to be using some unique ingredients to kind of push the envelope a little bit with pairings for some more experience at palettes that come into the event. Uh, we're also going to have some classic pairings in there and then also some ones that are kind of calming to the palate or will relax the palate a little bit before you move on to something uh, that's going to be a little more intense. But we've sourced some ingredients uh, like using a, a jaggery sugar to make a caramel. Uh, this is a sugar that's made from date and uh, cane sugar that is uh, not uh, been separated uh, between the grain and the molasses. And so what this does is it kind of mimics what happens with a lot of the uh, caramelization in the brewing process. And there's a couple really unique beers, uh, Ballast Points bringing in an Imperial Porter called Victory at Sea, that they're actually putting some coconut into the beer for this. And then with that, it's just going to have this kind of intense, almost like you want to be having a, a a drink on the beach somewhere Caribbean type effect on your palate. And then um, on the complete opposite end of it, 
uh, Three Floyds is bringing uh, a beer, uh, the Tibetan Inquisitor, and it's a, it's a Belgian strong that's been aged in French oak. And when you combine something that's like a deep, roasty sugar with that kind of French oak in there, it kind of mellows that out a little bit and brings notes and forward in the beer that you might not otherwise have seen. Um, I love the idea that you want to drink a Victory at Sea, this huge <laughs> bolt on in the Caribbean on a beach. I love that. Like, yeah, get them thinking. Yeah, break them that's out, the, the, break them the out whole of the box. idea is to spark a conversation right. and to see how many people in the room that night can have their aha moment with mm-hmm. uh, beer and food. So, Adam, you know, it's been in D.C. the last few years. So do you feel any, you know, pressure coming to New York City to, like, really up the ante and really, truly go all out this year? Uh, definitely. There's absolutely the desire to push the envelope for being in New York. It's D.C. has been uh, an absolutely fabulous host, and we'll be going back there next year and then kind of see where the reception is for it in New York this year and how the, the community takes to it. And the craft beer community in New York right now is, is really getting excited about this to, for that. So, yeah, there's anytime you go into a new city, you definitely want to have, you know, uh, some things that are going to push it to the next level and create new challenges uh, and, and just kind of take it there. And then take it into a city like New York, you know you're going you're gonna to be told brutally, uh, honestly, what, <laughs> what worked and what didn't. So this is, this is kind of the ultimate test. So Adam, how many, uh, sorry, oh, sorry, I'm quick, sorry. Sorry, Adam. Quick thing. So you're overseeing all the food at the event? Yeah, so I'm afraid, to, I'm afraid is, to pronounce uh, it. It's... I was actually wondering how many years you've been in this position also. <laughs> this is my third year doing this for Saver. Uh, and uh, the last two years with D.C. So my role is to basically represent not only what's happening in, in food, but also listen to what is going on with craft beer and listen to all the breweries and what they want highlighted out of their beer. And then working with, uh, we're working with a, a catering company in New York City called Sonia and Castle. It's a very small uh, catering company that we're working with sourcing all of these products creating a, a menu unique only to this event. It's not something where you go in and pick and choose these things. So there needs to be a voice representing where craft beer and culinary trends are at and what mm-hmm. we want to have highlighted and pulled out from those beers and how do we get to those uh, and how do we then take it to where you can walk around a room where this year we've got 152 beers, 153 with the collaboration beer, and 46 menu items. And those 46 menu items, everything you taste with them will have a different reaction on your palate. Adam, let me just flesh this out because I know that for some of the beer events in New York City, the, this event is, is priced on the high end. It's priced accordingly to like a, a very high-end tasting event uh, that we go to uh, for many, many occasions. Um, so you think that – I just want to flesh that out because I know that Many beer events here are like $75 or so, but this event is around $200 a person or more. Um, how can you justify that price? Because we want, we want our listeners to, to, to know really what you're doing because you're doing a great job. Yeah, I think the first and foremost thing is that this is not a beer festival. This is a tasting. Uh, this is not something that that would be compared to what you'd see for like a normal kind of like beer festival uh, in the park or in the winter and inside tasting. This is... Um, also, a lot of the breweries that are coming to this are pulling out beers that are not in their regular lineup. Uh, you're going to see beers coming from breweries right now. Like, take for last year example, we had 32 states represented uh, at Saver uh, in 2012 down in Washington D.C. and 
you're going to be able to try beers, try them with food, try them paired, and you're also going to have this incredible experience of talking to the people who brewed the beer. Uh, you're going to be drinking the beer out of a glass. There's rinsing stations so that you have a fresh glass, and you're going to be reading notes along each dish that kind of walk you through what you should taste or have a conversation about, you know, what you're tasting with someone there who can actually have a conversation back with you about it. I have another point to make, too, which is not only are these brewers pulling uh, unusual or making unusual beers for this event specifically, New York beer drinkers are also going to have exposure to a lot of breweries that are not Mm -hmm. sold in our market. So beers that you would normally have to go, like, we don't get three Floyds. So we would normally have to travel to get to the Midwest to get their beer. They're coming to us. So that's an even more more of an incentive. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Adam, for you, you're mentioning, you know, you're having 46 dishes with, uh, you know, of 150, a lot of, 150 a lot plus of beers. And so, you know, of course, not every dish not every beer can have a dish specifically paired to it. So how do you go about deciding like what's the overriding flavor is going to be and like how are you going to like find enough dishes or what is the optimum number of dishes you want to make? This is so there are 46 dishes of those 16 of them are uh, completely designed to go with one beer. There are mm-hmm. 16 supporting breweries in savor. And then the rest of the 30 are divided up uh, basically on, on flavor profiles. The first mm-hmm. thing that we get into this event is we get all the beers uh all of the uh craft brewers send in what they want to have uh pour and we take that and we put it kind of up on this huge board then the craft brewers that are able to send beer uh, out we do a tasting uh with about oh five to six chefs four to five cicerones overall about 15 pallets that are, i would say are qualified to kind of put their comments out there and we start by just writing words, not it tastes hoppy, not it tastes bitter, because people who are just starting to taste beer don't necessarily know that. Mm-hmm. But we go with reactions. We go with thoughts, feelings, moments. And then we kind of see where those all, all fall. And then we get to a dish, like, for example, one of the dishes that's uh, in savor this year is a, a fluke crudo with cucumber, rhubarb, and vermouth. That's going to be paired with four different beers on the floor. But they're all the four beers we're pairing it with are all different styles. Uh, we have a wheat, a saison, a pilsner, and a kolsch. Mm-hmm. And with each dish, you're going to have a different reaction on the palate, whether you're pulling a little bit of the wheat out, whether you're pulling what a peppery saison yeast strain does, uh, the herbal notes of noble hops in a pilsner, or the gentle carbonation in a kolsch. I think it's brilliant, because what better way to learn how food and beer pair together Jen, to have l- that. Let me try one more time. Is it is it savor? Yes, I said it right. You did. Savor the, That's amazing. Hey, Jimmy, here's a, right. here's a good trick. You can savor the flavor. Nice. Just say that over and over again. I'm going to savor flavor. the flavor. I'm going to yes. savor the flavor. But John, or, uh, John <laughs> who's John? Come on, Adam. We're messing Sorry, with you. But Adam. tell me, you had 16 breweries with special pairings. So give us like one or two of these special pairings that you can you can tease us with because. I'm, you know, I know I'm going, but I, you know, our listeners still want to buy tickets because you can only get tickets in advance. You cannot show up at the door, and that's what correct. Julie, yeah, Julia tickets, told me. You today. need to be purchased in advance. They're not available at the door. Uh, so, for some of the the one-off ones, um, Dogfish Head has a new beer out, 61, that is one of the great beer uh, craft beer and food pairings that's out there. And we're going to do that with a pigeon crudo with a little bit of juniper ice cream. 
Uh, and it's nice. going to go back and forth with the addition of that Syrah must to the beer, but then it's also going to reach back and pull the hops out that are, everybody remembers from uh, the 60-minute base. Is a pigeon a specific pairing for New York City? <laughs> <laughs> Getting down to our indigenous roots. Our indigenous, our indigenous species. We, we try and keep the menu local. <laughs> so it's savor the flavor. And uh, So how do people get, if people are hunting pigeons, how can they provide them no. <laughs> oh please jimmy dude adam you're awesome man this is really going to be an awesome event i'll be there saturday night i think i'm actually leading the panel for the uh there's a talk about the collaboration beer that's between gosh i should mo- saranac brewing brooklyn brewery brooklyn brewery and the other one I'm oh my gang! Oh my gang! I'm I'm leading the the panel on that, and I'm going to get my information soon. But hey, and I'll Monk's be... Kettle is a great, great place. I haven't been to your newer place, but um, Brian Hunt of Moon Moonlight Brewing took me there, and it's beautiful. So I'm a fan. Yeah. So one more time, Josh. How do we how do we know how to pronounce this event? It's, You're going to savor the flavor. Savor the flavor. I needed that. Thank you. <laughs> and I know you guys can keep using that. So hey, guys, we've got we've got a few weeks to go. It's it's uh, June 14th and 15th in New York City. It's uh, savor the flavor, and you can have a good time. All right, Adam. Thanks for coming on. We're going to uh, sh- give a few shout outs. We've got coming up leading off for us. Uh, we're calling it Savor Week in New York City. We've got the pre- New York City premiere of the Beer Hunter movie on June 11th. We've got a, a pre-saver a boot camp with Sam Merritt and uh, some other like master cicerones. Um, that's going to be pretty awesome. Go to goodbrewsteel.com. And also, uh, Josh, how, how can they get your app again? Uh, either the, uh, the iTunes the App Store, Craft Beer New York, or on Android as well. Just Craft Beer New York, and that will be it. And then Savor the Flavor, savorcraftbeer.com. That's where to get your tickets. And we're going to be right. running, yep, and we're running special deals and discounts on there. So if you get the app, you get deals on beers all across the city. Awesome. And check out uh, everything on A Good Brazil for more information. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors at greatbrewers.com. I've helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. And, and Beer Sessions is supported by The Good Brazil. If you like this podcast, give us a good review on iTunes, too. Hey, thanks to Josh, Jan, Chris, Adam, for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Jack Inslee, Brie O'Connor, and our engineer, Joe Galarraga. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. All right. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.